It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Lots to get to on today's show. Learned an interesting tidbit about Brian Harson. We'll start with that. Got some message board rumors that I want to talk about. It seems like there's some weight to them. Got some voicemails to get to. And then we'll be reunited with our friend, Michael Pappas, Couch Pap Tato, as many of you know him as on social media and in the Discord and all that. He'll join us to talk about the Sovereign basketball game in our final segment. So we have missed you, Pat. Looking forward to chatting with you in a few minutes. First thing, though, I got a text from a listener over the uh, over the weekend. Said, hey, heads up. Brian Harson, apparently a Kroger guy. I think that's good. That makes me like him more. And I'm about to step on some toes because I'm not a big Publix person. I think this says that he's efficient. I think Kroger offers probably the easiest shopping experience. But most importantly, and we've talked about this as far as talent at Boise, and then, you know, talent with Derek Mason at Vanderbilt. You know, this has kind of been the trend. Auburn's going to have to win with less against Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. But I think he's capitalizing on value. It's not the most expensive. It's not the best. But it's the best per dollar, in my opinion. So I think there's something there. And also, he's from Boise. He may not know what Publix is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I thought that was funny. I was going to mention that. But, yeah, of course, um, Brian Harson. hopefully he and his family are, are fitting into the community nicely. But we got some message board rumors, both on Auburn Undercover and The Bunker. Uh, a user on Auburn Undercover, and every now and then he'll post, like, football news updates. I don't know exactly what his role is. Uh, he appears to be some sort of guy on the inside, but uh, his username's AP3. And then saw similar posts on the bunker. I couldn't tell if they were just citing him or if there were different people hearing the same thing. I couldn't really tell that. But regardless, um, posts about Brandon Council maybe moving on from football. And the the claim here is that injuries have taken a toll on his body and he's just an older guy and he just kind of wants to move on. And selfishly, I hate that because this is a Brandon Council podcast. But honestly, like he was, we talked about him time and time again over the start of the season, how big of a deal he was for the Auburn Tigers offensive line in regards to his ability to, to move men off of the line of scrimmage. He was a bright spot in both the passing game and the running game. And they really started as a unit, started to hit their stride around midseason. And then he he got hurt. And you just kind of had the feeling he'd come back this season in 2021 and hit the ground running again. It sounds like that's not happening. Nothing official. It's just kind of message board rumor. But I want to kind of go ahead and jump on this for if it does happen. This is going to be a huge deal for the Auburn offensive line. And in fact, you know, we were uh, on the last show, the Ferg Friday from last week, we were doing an overrated or an underrated. And a lot of my thoughts of this offensive line has been based around the fact that Brandon Council is going to kind of be able to lead the way. And some of the folks talked about it in the Discord. And if you want to join the Locked On Auburn Discord, I'll put the uh, the link in the uh, episode description. But 
a lot of us talking about that is like this guy was blocking like an NFL guard. And, you know, maybe the injury is more severe and he just doesn't want to go through that again. I mean, that's tough physically, emotionally. I'm sure there's spiritual aspects involved in that as well as far as just recovering from something painful like that, something dramatic like that. So he's got to do what's best for him and do what's best for him and his family. But, man, I that really, really surprised me. And obviously, if you listen to the show consistently, you know that I'm a huge fan of counsel the person and counsel the player. But um, counsel the person definitely needs to take priority in the situation. So thoughts and prayers with him and his family and those impacted by this, that's um, that's a bummer. That's absolutely a bummer. So then, then you ask the question, okay, well, if, if counsel doesn't come back, what does that look like for the offensive line? You got to assume Ham, Brodary's Ham, would move from right tackle to right guard, which is his actual natural position, and then maybe... I guess maybe one of the JUCO guys, Killian Zaire, maybe, or Brendan Coffey. JUCO guys that we were excited about last offseason, but they didn't get a chance to play a whole lot. Maybe they scoot in and they they have a chance to kind of, you know, you plug that guy in and tackle. And may, maybe it works out better because Ham's actually a guard, I think. And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe that could work out. That's definitely looking at it through orange and blue glasses, in my opinion. But I think I think there is a path to saying, okay, this could possibly be better. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, other things, uh, the same poster, AP3, and then once again, saw other stuff in the bunker as well, but couldn't tell if it was the same person, somebody else, or if they were just quoting that. You can't really tell. But there's a chance that Nick Brahms moves on as well because he has a career with Delta lined up. I'm not the biggest Nick Brahms guy, but... His experience is valuable, and it's like, what do you do at a center? Because if you say Nick Brahms leaves, okay, you'd say, well, Council probably scoots in. But then it's like, oh, well, if they both are gone, um, that raises some questions as far as the holes that Auburn's going to have to fill in the offensive front next year. The good thing is they have recruited way more interior offensive linemen than tackles. And so if you're going to lose two guys on the offensive front, if you had to pick what positions they were, you'd have to, I, I guess you would have to say you'd hope that they'd be interior offensive linemen. So, once again, that's a glass half full way of looking at it. Cam Stutz, he's a guy that I've been high on, but he hasn't really seen the field a whole lot as much as I would like him to. Maybe he maybe he kind of hits the ground running and finds out a way to uh, see the field in this kind of system. I would like that. I'd like to see what he's able to do in a larger role. But once again, we'll just have to see. But that really, really surprised me. That post was very, very interesting. Um, other things that he said were, you know, Tank, Owen Papo, some other guys, you know, the, the, the stars were standing out early in practice, and that's kind of what you would expect to see. And so, um, yeah, th- that just really, really took me off guard with the Brandon Council stuff. That'd be a big deal. Obviously, it would be a huge, huge deal. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's the best place to wager on sports on the whole internet. Um, football's over, but the NBA is not. College basketball is not. The NHL is not. And baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And they have real-time updated odds, constantly updating. So you can live bet anything in the world. Virtually anything in the world. Um, head over to the website and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
and receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can call Locked On Auburn, 205-502-4285. For it to be a part of the show, you can also text it as well. We got some voicemails. I haven't really gotten to voicemails in a while. So um, first one, this is Greg from Huntsville. Hey, Zach. This is Greg in Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, Big fan of the show, as Thank always. You. Thank uh, you. Was Colin, I just got through listening to your uh, February 3rd podcast and uh, talking about quarterbacks and how you think D. Davis is going to have a tough, you know, a tough road to see in the field ultimately. I think you guys may be selling him short. Um, I mean, if you look at where he's at just as a senior in high school, he is already well ahead of, of Bo Nix, even even two years into college as far as passing mechanical, uh, you know, mechanical-wise. And uh, it, I, I just think that he's going to push immediately. I think you're going to see a, an open quarterback competition this spring. Um, anyway, that's, that's the only feedback I got. Great show. War Eagles. Greg, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been over uh, about two weeks since I've been able to answer you, so I, I appreciate you calling. 205-502-4285. Greg, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. From folks that I've talked to that are way smarter than me in the recruiting realm and guys that have seen you know years and years worth of classes of guys go from high school to college, they're all telling me the same thing. It's like it's going to take time for him to be a passer. Mechanically, Maybe you're right. I don't necessarily agree, but mechanically, you may be right. Accuracy, though, isn't there yet. And so that's going to be something that you're going to have to see. And in Brian Harson's offenses of years past, when you look at what he did at Boise and at Texas and at Arkansas State, if you want to go back that far, you haven't seen guys that are mobile like D. Davis. Now, I think you can definitely make the argument of D. Davis's poise and his ability to play at the highest level of high school football in the country and consistently compete and consistently win in dominating fashion, that's valuable. I don't care I don't care how you throw the ball or how you run the ball, whatever. You are consistently winning. Now, Bo Nix won at his level of competition in Alabama as well, but D. Davis, I mean, Texas high school football is on a different level. And I think that's going to be valuable. And I think that's what's going to be big for him going into this offseason because he's, he's expected to be able to compete. That's who D. Davis is as a competitor, as an athlete, as a quarterback, and as a person. And I think that's what's going to be valuable for D. Davis. Here's the thing that I'm most concerned about, Greg. I hope it actually is a competition. How many times do we hear competition and it's like, okay, but is it really? Like a new coach comes in and it's like, all right, every spot is up for grabs. It's like, really? Is it? Is it though? I mean, a a two-year starter in the uh, SEC and you want to say he's not guaranteed a job to a true freshman? I don't know. And I hope you're right. I really, really hope you're right. I just don't... I'm trying to imagine... 
and personally, I would love it because I love chaos and it's fun and more people listen when pandemonium's going on. But I'm trying to think of the Auburn fan base's uh, response if Brian Harson came in and benched Bo Nix for D Davis. Whoo! Be fun to cover. It'd be fun to cover. I'm a fan of D Davis. I think the timing is off. Um, and I'm skeptical that he'll be given a legitimate shot just due to the timing of everything. I hope he is. I hope I'm wrong. And um, I- I'm rooting for D Davis because we've seen it before. And throughout college football, offenses are more successful unless you just have a rocket arm and awesome receivers, which Auburn does not currently have currently. Um, currently have currently. That's great, Zach. But, I mean, Auburn's offense especially, but college offenses as a whole, they're better when the quarterback can move. And so, I would love to see D. Davis be able to do that. I think Bo Nix moves pretty well uh, too, but um, we'll have to see. Now, thank you so much for your call, Greg. 205-502-4285. Hey, Zach. Uh, it's Randy from Milwaukee. Randy. Again. I guess uh, something went wrong. My phone shut off. So, disregard the last message. Okay. If you're playing this on air, isn't that fun? Um I so am, yeah. Randy from Milwaukee used to be Randy from Boise. Um, I was out there for a couple years and can tell you two things. Uh, first of all, Brad Lorando, one of the best people that you'll ever meet Love in Brad. your life. Uh, truly genuine person with a huge heart and a ridiculous will to win everything he, he tries. Um, second of all, I've lived in both Auburn and Boise, and I'll tell you 100%, they both have the same amount of things to do. Boise is exponentially prettier. Uh, You've never had a prettier drive to work than the one you would have if you lived in Boise. Uh, So my question is this, um, what do you think spring ball looks like? Do you think we're going to see, do you think by then we'll have fans? Will we actually have a spring game? I think think it's time to start moving on to that. So, thanks, guys. Have a great morning. And uh, as usual, war damn eagle. And let's move on from 2020 where Bama just absolutely throttled everybody. Thanks. War eagle. Hey, thank you so much, Randy. Really appreciate your um, dedication to the show. It means a ton. Absolutely. 205-502-4285. First off, I got a Brad story. So, <laughs> Charlie Five came on a few, uh, Charlie Five, yeah, he came on a few weeks ago and talked about Brad and, and, and some posts in the bunker and talked about how Brad LaRondo looked like um, a mob boss and somebody posted that he looked like he's about to crush a chicken parm, then drive somebody's head through some drywall. <laughs> and since then... Me and uh, Lindsey Crosby, you heard from him last week. He's my uh, co-host on Auburn Opelika this morning. Charlie Five's done it. Intern Jaws has done it. And a few of you guys uh, that listen have done it. Where we've just tweeted about Brad liking chicken parm. And so I guess we did it enough where like he had to acknowledge it. <laughs> and Brad sent me a message. He's like, so I have to ask you, Zach, the whole chicken parm deal. What did I get myself into there? Ha ha. And I'm like, uh, Brad and I had a good back and forth. He seems like a super nice guy. I think we're going to be able to get him on the show soon, which I'm really, really excited about. So um, fingers crossed on that. I'm excited to talk with him um, a little bit more. But um, as far as the question about spring ball, I think we'll have a, a, a spring game. I think that will be seen as normal again in 2021. The question is fan attendance. And I think 
The answer is there will be guys, uh, you know, folks will be allowed in. This The question is how many folks. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was at half, you know, 50% occupancy at that point. East Alabama Medical Center, EAMC, they've done such a good job. They've partnered with the city of Auburn and the city of Opelika. There was an old department store called Tuesday Morning. I assume it was a department store. I'm actually unfamiliar with what it is. But anyway, there was this big empty space that was kind of close to the border of Auburn and Opelika. And they have just rented that out and turned it into this clinic. And they're vaccinating like 1,200 people a day. And so if you do that, they lease it for like 90 days. So that'll take you through uh, through spring practice. But if they keep that clip up, I mean, this part of the state should be pretty well vaccinated at that point. And then it's like, okay, I think you can open that up. And I think politically, you're going to feel pressure from, you know, some of the local municipalities, uh, from local business owners saying like, hey, we need, we kind of need a shot in the arm right now. We, we need folks in town buying things, eating food, staying overnight for the weekend. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance that we see a lot of folks, um, a, a lot of folks in town for that. Maybe that's wishful thinking, um, but that's just kind of where I'm at with that. All right, we got one more voicemail. Zach, it's Hamp from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, Hamp. And let me ask you, what what do you think about Will Friend? Um, I've been wondering about this. We all know he's a great recruiter, but my friends up here in Knoxville. They are sure happy he's gone, and I'm guessing they don't think he's much of a de- developer or can convert the talent to the field, and I, I just think it's a little bit to do with Tennessee had scheme that didn't go well with two sophomores that were five-star, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to develop talent, even though you're a five-star. So I would just love to know your opinion on Will Friend as a developer because we all know how he is as a recruiter. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, Hamp. Really, really appreciate it. And good luck up there in the middle of Vol country. Um, yeah, we're sending our, uh, our, our War Eagle um, thoughts and prayers your way. Uh, as far as Will Friend, you know, we, we've talked about on the show, he's one of the offensive hires I'm least excited about, but I am excited about his recruiting ability um, there's been no question there as far as his ability to do that. Auburn's seen a, an, in, an instant impact on that front as far as offensive line. So that's encouraging on that front. You know, I've had Ferguson on and, you know, Charlie Five talked about this a little bit as well as some other guys, Noah Garner. And we talked about Will Friend and they talked me off the, they, yeah, you know, they, they kind of walked me back a little bit on this where, what kind of offensive line coach could have success with Tennessee's system the what you know with what they've had the last few years? And that's a decent argument, but it is always telling when a fan base is excited for somebody to be gone. I was on Locked On Longhorns talking about Texas with Herb Hand, and they were like, you know, how did Auburn fans feel about this guy? And it's like, we were excited when we got him, and then... Auburn doesn't have any tackles and he's a big part of that. So, and he's like, yeah, that's kind of what we're seeing now. So, you know, it it is always telling when a fan base is excited to see a coach go. I'm, I'm willing to wait and see with Will Friend just because Auburn needs talent at tackle so bad. It's, it's, it's worth taking the risk in my opinion. 
Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They got a new flavor out, dark chocolate coconut chunk. Um, apparently very good. I'm not a huge coconut fan, but my wife loves it. My mother loves it. Um, so, you know, if they love it, it must be good. But it's the best tasting protein bar ever. On their social media pages, they're cheesing like, uh, teasing, cheesing, teasing a white chocolate cookies and cream coming up. That sounds delicious. But they've got 18 amazing flavors now. And all these bars are covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And all these bars are healthy and good for you. Great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And all these bars, low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet if you're into that sort of thing. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He is finally back. We have missed you so much. Michael Pappas. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, Zach. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. People keep asking where you are, and I'm like, he's busy. His company's making the vaccine or the vial where the vaccine's going into. So I imagine you guys are pretty busy right now. Yeah, yeah, I work a lot. Um, it is, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, tiring. Um, it, it's it's never a dull day. Sure, that is um, that is true. Well, glad to get you on the show for uh, for a few minutes. You able to watch Auburn, Kentucky on Saturday at all? Yeah, I watched most of it. Um, it was a uh, a weird game, I think, but I thought it was kind of a, a decent microcosm of Auburn's season. How so? You just can't go through dead patches against SEC opponents yeah. when you're not way better than the other team. And, and Auburn doesn't have a... a um, I guess a veteran player that they can look to and just say like, Hey, we're kind of, we're bleeding here. We need you to stop the bleeding. And, you know, you'd like that to be Sharif Cooper, but it doesn't, I mean, he's more of a creator and that's his, every game you watch, the announcers are always blown away about how great of a playmaker he is. Um, But Auburn just doesn't have that go-to scoring threat. Yeah, and not having not having Powell out there obviously hurts a lot. Right, absolutely. As far as um, you know, as far as Cooper being the guy, it certainly looks like Bruce Pearl wants him to be the guy. When it's down to it, and Auburn needs to score with you know less than a minute left, the play is always drawn up for Sharif Cooper. Despite who's hot, despite you know Jamal Johnson being hot one night, or Alan Flanagan being hot one night, or Devin Cambridge, or uh, I guess in Saturday's case, JT Thor is personally the guy that I would have liked to seen shoot the last shot for Auburn. But it it seems like Bruce Pearl, you know, believes in Cooper's ability to do that. Um, but sadly, like whether it was dating back in his first start against Alabama, or I mean, uh, Auburn's lost close games consistently since Cooper's um, debut with the Tigers, and it's like every time. 
Pearl has given Cooper the green light to be the guy at the end, and it just hasn't fallen yet. Yeah, and I, I don't hate him having the ball. I like him having the ball. I mean, he is one of the best playmakers in the It's him shooting or whether he's getting the ball to someone else who's open or what. It's just not it's not falling. And in this game, it was more just in the second half, there was a, a nice little dead period there where Auburn couldn't do anything on offense, and Kentucky was able to take a, a decent-sized lead, and Auburn just couldn't get all the way back. But, man, JT Thor heating up in the second half, I think that's a sign of what we can expect next year. Yeah. uh, uh, This year is definitely not over. Let's not – I guess let's not pretend like it is. You know, Auburn still has – It kind of feels like it is, though. I I mean – That may be an unpopular opinion, but it's like, what what, what are they playing for? It it certainly seems like at times, like, they're not into it this year. Yeah, and the postseason – the self-imposed postseason ban is – is tough, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, your team is full of freshmen. Right. I, I mean, it's what, one of the three youngest teams in the country, um, and I think he's gotten remarkable buy-in from all these young guys, especially with the season not going, you know, how they really planned. Right. Not having not having that junior senior leadership on your team, it, it's just tough. I mean, you saw it in the in the Ole Miss game where Devontae Schuler. A senior just was like, nah, it's my time. Mm-hmm. You're right. And that that just happened. That was a ridiculous shot. But I mean, that was unreal. It was but pretty. It, um, it just, it's tough when you're a team full of freshmen. And we say it every year with Duke and Kentucky, who are also both struggling this year, when they've got, you know, all these freshmen, it's tough to it, – I mean, it's tough to win all these clo- – it's tough to win close games, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guys just aren't that experienced doing it in college. And, and – they're playing against guys that are better than the guys they played against tonight. Yeah, you're right. It'll be fun to see them go all in next year. It'll be cool. It'll be the best team Auburn's ever had. Um, we haven't talked. I don't think you've come on since um, since the coaching staff has been rounded out. What are your thoughts on the big picture of the um, of the coaching staff for football? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I, I think Harson obviously wants a certain kind of coach and player and guys that are gonna I mean he seems like a kind of a no-nonsense guy either you're all in or you're you're not with us and I think he's put a staff together that's a nice mix of of former players and guys with experience coaching uh in college and in the pros both or one um and I'm excited to see where some of the guys we haven't you know heard as much about what what they're going to be able to contribute um I believe there's the wide receivers coach from Troy Right. So there were a lot of a lot of people I saw were were very excited about him, even though he hasn't ever coached at this level before. So, uh, I I think Arson did a great job of putting the staff together. Um, I'm hoping that the coaches he had with him at Boise will be a good, I guess, kind of leaders in the in the for the coaching staff and how Parson wants his his team run and how he wants his his coaching staff to operate. So, um, I'm looking forward to football season. I think this is going to be exciting. We had a, uh, a listener question earlier in the show um, asking about what we think A-Day will look like if we will have a spring game, which I think we will have a spring game. The big question is what's it going to look like as far as um, as far as far attendance. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? My initial thought is that there won't be attendance, but uh, I think it's going to be bland. Just to, I mean, to put it, I guess, kind of bluntly, I, I, I think it's going to be bland. Um, I think Harson's going to try to keep a lot close to the chest um, until they get to those 
the, the first couple games of the season, uh, the Penn State game especially. Uh, and I think we're going to get to see a lot of players play because they've got to evaluate everyone. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think the two deep and three deep have more to play for um, than they probably thought they would a year ago because yep. Harson doesn't care if you were a starter last year or not. Absolutely. Which has drawn a lot of conversation about the quarterback position. We had a question about D Davis a second ago, and I'm kind of, I kind of go back and forth on it, but I, I think all in all, I think it's going to be a good thing for a lot of these guys. I hope when they say that there's like an actual open competition, I hope that that is true when he says that there's an open competition. At most positions, I would agree with you, but I think Harson's probably going to want to go with, you know, the guy that's got experience playing in the SEC. Just, if for no other reason, then he doesn't have experience coaching in the SEC. So bringing in a, you know, starting a true freshman or any of these other guys that have never started a game in the SEC, I think it's just going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, the I would expect Bo to be the starter for that first game. Um, I believe they play a cupcake school. I might be wrong about that, but I think they have a cupcake team and then Penn State. That's right. Yep. So that I, I would anticipate Bo being the starter against Penn State. Yeah, I would too. You know, if he has three weeks, four, you know, if he has a bad out of conference slate before SEC start season starts, it would not shock me if we saw another quarterback. Yeah, that'd be wild. It'd be crazy to see, man. Well, man, just uh, I'm glad you're doing well. We miss you. We miss you a ton. Um, where can people find you on the socials? Even though you're not too, uh, you're not too active there right now. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been able to. But uh, you can always find me on Twitter at CouchPapsato. Well, thank you, bud. Drive safe. We miss you a ton. That does it for uh, today's edition of Locked On Auburn. We got a Charlie Tuesday tomorrow, so be sure to um, come back for that. He's got a lot of Bo Nix numbers he wants to talk about. So people love talking about Bo Nix. Both ways, whether he's good or bad, good talk or bad talk. We'll talk about all of it on tomorrow's show. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.